So they come to the door and they're like, oh, hi, how are you? Lame joke. And my wife's like, oh, fine, reciprocation of the joke. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, next reciprocation of the joke. And I'm like, ha, 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 can you guys come in? I don't need you to be the voice of the dark side. I have the voice of the dark side in me. Look around at that congregation. They needed to stop the inbreeding. They needed to bring in some strange genetics into that pool. (laughs) All right, time once again for The Bitterest Pill, podcast audio blog thing. Hi, stay in class. And I'm sitting in my box, you know, my my, uh, uh, drywall box in my garage under the flight path, the Los Angeles International Airport. Can you tell how bored I am by trying to modulate my voice in new and unusual ways? I wanted to record in a different way because, you know, I got a new laptop many months ago now. I mean, it was probably six months ago. I still don't use it for 90% of the work that I do on The Bitter's Pill because um, the card reader thing won't read and the software won't launch and the this and the that. So I keep using the old computer. So I wanted to record in a different way today because I thought it was going to help the microphone. Apparently my microphone, it might actually have a switch on it specifically for people that yell into it and talk in a, a, the way that I do. Because I thought it was broken. And I took it over to Tim Coins, you know, Hollywood podcast, Tim Coyne. And he hooked it up to his system and he went, check two, three, check two, three. No, it sounds good. And like an idiot, because it was early in the morning, I didn't go, well, hold on. Let me yell into it for five minutes and see what happens. So we got back from check two, three, check two, three, and I thought everything was fine. And I hook it up in here and it sounds like same old, same old. So then I experimented with the yelling switch and the yelling switch, it seems, it seems, right? Doesn't it seem to be helping? Doesn't this sound fairly normal-ish? Anyway, we have we have much to discuss because we didn't talk last week. Now, the first thing, I don't even, let me explain my mood. First, let me explain my mood. So, I spent the last couple of weeks trying to talk myself simultaneously into and out of uh, signing with a small Hollywood agent, uh, manager, excuse me, not an agent. I would sign with an agent. And we talked about because they were going to take 15% of everything I make ever. And I'm just not ready really to have that happening. But I kept trying to talk myself into it. And so part of trying to research and find out, because honestly, most of the people I know, they have managers, which means they're just, it's all going out. All the money's going out. None of it's coming in. So I called my commercial agents. Or actually, I emailed them and said, hey, you know, uh, do you think I should get a manager? Because it seems like everybody have I know has a manager. I mean, an agent would be so much better, blah, 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 blah. So I got my main agent on the phone today, and she was, here's the thing. Um, when you are embarking on an endeavor that you know is a high-risk endeavor, and that it can be a very personal endeavor. And a de- an endeavor where although the odds are really not in your favor and not getting any better because you're getting older, you just don't want to hear reality. Because you know reality. And reality blows. And the only way you can move forward in this life is to somewhat ignore reality. It's like you're buying a lottery ticket and then your best friend is standing there the whole time going, dude, you know what the odds are. You know what the odds are. This is stupid. You're wasting your money. You're wasting your money. You know what the odds are. Come on. You got to be kidding. This is a tax on stupid people. Please. Blah, 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 the whole time. Except the lotto ticket is your life. So she says, and she's trying, listen, she didn't say it to be malicious. She's trying to, right? She's got my best uh, whatever in mind. But she gets, I think she gets very frustrated with me because I'm living under the delusion that I don't have to do all the ridiculous things other actors do to try to be a success, like constantly be taking classes. I took classes. I took classes for three years, and apparently something in my mind just says, you know what, dude, you're done. No, I've been away, so I probably should take some classes. But the point is, so she, I think she gets a little annoyed with me. So, she, so I, well, you know, Pam, um, 
you know, these managers and they wanted to sign me. And um, I, I was wondering if I should be get, really just holding out until I can get an agent. And she's like, well, why would they want to represent you? And I said, well, what do you mean? She, well, why? Why would they even want to? You don't have any recent credits. And I, and I say, I, I know. Um, exactly. So she says, yeah, you're not going to get an agent because you don't have any recent credits. But, but what, what decent manager? I mean, you don't even, you don't have any credits to manage. So what's, what, what, and it was just like, you're not going to get an agent or a, really a, a manager that is anything other than someone stealing your money. And I kind of know that. I've been here being depressed and changing diapers and making snacks and podcasting and, and trying to avoid doing this for 10 years. And it hasn't worked out. So, yes, I, I'm very aware of my spot. She says, listen, you don't have recent credits. And there are, I mean, at your age, Dan, there's a million guys your age that have recent credits. That they know they can call to be the Republican senator in the room with the president. They don't, you know, why would they hire you when they've got 15 guys that they know or can absolutely without fail deliver? Again, I know all this. I know all this. I know all this. I know all of this. I don't need to hear it. I don't need you to be the voice of the dark side. I have the voice of the dark side in me. Why do you think that I struggle with this all day long? Having a career in show business is no place for reality. It's a place of fantasy. It's all about fantasy. You're creating fantasy and you're living a fantasy. You're living a delusion that you might actually, right, be able to support yourself and your family doing exactly what you want to do instead of pushing papers through the grinding mill of American business. Well, I learned a valuable lesson, which is never make these phone calls right before a podcast recording. Because I feel like sitting here and talking about my wacky life. Like I don't. <laughs> ah. Listen, I blew it. I know. Okay? I blew it. I should never have let myself just sit in this house and raise these, raise these kids and get so depressed and, and stop and lose all mom, the little momentum that I, I know, I know, I know. But I can't go get a normal job and I can't kill myself. So what what am I left with? I'm trying to do the best I can being who I really am. And who I really am is a pain in the ass sometimes. And I don't know what to do about it most of the time. Because most of the time, life is just a boring, boring, frustrating series of boring, boring frustrations. And I don't know how you do it. All you people that drive around, walk around on your bikes and in the park and everywhere you are with your big, fat, stupid smile, I don't know how you do it. Our across-the-street neighbors moved um, yesterday. Good, go! What, am I supposed to cry because you're leaving? And it's not that I don't like them. I don't, uh, you know, and they kept giving me, like the wife is giving me this look like, aren't you going to come across the street and talk to me for 20 minutes and wish me well? I mean, I guess. Baby, I got stuff going on. I don't, yeah, you're leaving, whatever. I think I was broken when I was a kid. See, we moved a lot. Every couple of years, my dad would get transferred and we would move. So, you know what, neighbors, uh, listen, I learned my lesson. Don't get too close. Nine years? Pa, it's nothing. Yeah, they're going about a normal life. They're buying a, you know, a house in a better school district, whatever. Go, do your thing. I'm stuck here in my hole with my feet in cement. I don't know why. And yes, there's a thousand bald middle-aged men looking for parts on TV shows. I know that. And the only thing that keeps me alive is the knowledge that none of them are Dan Class. 
But the joke's on me. That's, that's why they are where they are, and I am where, because they're not Dan Class. I am. A guy sitting alone in his garage shouting into a microphone while a fly zooms around his head. It's ridiculous. My allergies were so bad last week that I had to go to the doctor. What day was it? Wednesday. I could not stop sniffing, sneezing, sneezing, water shooting out of my eyes and my nose. I'm choking. I'm drowning on it because it's also going back in my throat. I really, like for Wednesday morning, I thought I was going to drown sitting at my dining room table. Drown in my own bodily fluids. It was horrible. Now, my allergies, they started getting bad a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I always take a prescription, you know, over-the-counter, Zyrtec, whatever, right? And and that wasn't working out. And then I started doubling up like, oh, I'll take a Zyrtec and something else, whatever else I can find. Uh, So I guess we had some Claritin-ready tabs for some reason. I have no idea why. So that wasn't working. Then I stopped taking the ready tabs. I started taking Allegra. So now I was taking Zyrtec and Allegra. That wasn't working. So, But I was stoned out of my mind and sneezing and coughing and everything. So, and this is all a segue, trust me. So I go to the doctor's office and I'm running a little late because uh, I'm always running late. I think I was running late because I was busy on the uh, computer researching which ones of my friends had managers and which ones had agents. And how many of them are playing this ridiculous game where unknown actors that make nothing pay, right, about 25%, 15% of every tiny, tiny, minuscule penny they make to managers for the honor of auditioning. There's got to be a better way. Or I'm on the wrong side of this equation. But anyway, so I'm on my way to the doctor and I'm running late and I'm just pulling into the driveway and right ahead of me is this big white Mercedes going really slow. And it's a doctor's office and I feel like, of course, it's a doctor's office and they're going slow because who would be in this gigantic white Mercedes but some geriatric couple that can't maneuver the speed bumps or something. Well, I don't know what is happening. And they're ahead of me and they're going so slow. So I finally get the chance to pull around them. And I park and it's a valet thing down in this garage. Yeah, it's a parking garage, but you have to, you have to valet. Uh, it's, I'm, you know, who knows? Because I'm sure I couldn't find my own spot, you know. So I give my key to the valet and he gives me the ticket and as we're doing this I realize that this Mercedes has pulled up alongside of me for some reason on my passenger side okay so I look across expecting to see an 80 90 100 year old woman driving this car that was going so slowly ahead of me like they were afraid to break two miles three miles an hour I look across and it's a very young woman like 27, maybe, kind of good-looking, brunette woman. Like, that is just the weirdest thing. Maybe she's got an old guy with her, so I kind of look past her, and it's a young dude. It's a young, happening hipster dude, and he gets out of the car and starts walking for the elevator bank, leaving her for dust. So he and I end up kind of walking at the same time into the thing. He's right ahead of me. He's on his phone. He's on, he's on a, he's got like earbuds in and he's talking on the phone about something. I don't know what. I'm sure it was something very important. And I'm like, wow, this guy, I don't, really? You've got this like young girl driving you around like a grandma and then you just leave her for, I guess she's just in charge now of the valet guy and she'll catch up with you later. You're here at the doctor's office. You're running ahead. Clearly, there's not that much wrong with you. You seem to be sprinting. So we get to the elevator bank and he pushes the elevator summons thing and turns around and it's Beck. You know, Beck, like Beck, like I'm a loser, baby, devil's haircut, new pollution, back. It's back. And the chick comes in, and she's about six feet tall. And she's apparently his assistant, because you can just tell she's got that, like, I'm here for business look. You know, she's got stuff in her hands. She's not really looking at him. She's just kind of following along in his gravitational pull slash wake. 
So I get all excited, like, hey, at least I have something to talk about on my podcast. I'm going to ride up in an elevator with Beck and his six-foot-tall assistant. And the elevator doors open up, and, the you know, th- two or three of us get in, and I'm waiting, and Be- Beck never got in the elevator. I don't know if he was going to wait then for the private ele- I don't know what, but Beck, apparently... Yeah. And then, then later that same day, I'm at the uh, meat counter, you know, at the at the grocery store. And it's Bristol Farms. I know my wife insists that I get all the meat at Bristol Farm because it's more expensive there. And if you're eating more expensive chicken, it does actually taste better. And there's this really loud woman talking, talking, talking to the butcher, talking too much. Don't you know what you want by now? Listen, you're obviously a 60-year-old person. 60, 65, you have done this before. Why do you have to ask so many questions about the different cuts of meat? Clearly, this is just your big chance to talk at someone. Talk, 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 talk. But there's certain type of characters, right, that just really need to talk. Now, I don't need to talk. I don't want to talk. I would be perfectly happy if all day I didn't say a GD word. I've said this before. When I do these recordings, this is the most that I talk all week. But this woman is just on and on. What's this cut? What's that cut? And everything's labeled, you jackass. You just want to berate the poor butcher guy and her daughter's there. And her daughter's just kind of pacing back and forth. Just kind of looking at all this stuff. But she's at least being quiet. So the mother's going on and on. But I'm slowly realizing that the, the daughter's kind of good looking. And kind of... Wait a minute. Is that Tara Reed? Is that Tara Reed like pacing around the butcher's case there waiting for her mother to shut the heck up about the London broiler, the New York strip steak or the T-bone or this or whatever the hell she's blah, blah, blah and about? So I'm like, wow, that, that chick really looks like Tara Reed. That's so weird. But you know what? I'm not even really clear who Tara Reed is. I think she's a former uh, party girl. I mean, wh- was she ever anyone? I think she was kind of like a fill-in for Lindsay Lohan before Lindsay went really bad, maybe, or something. She was a party girl. But, I, but was she maybe in a couple of movies or something? I have no idea. Well, I go about my business and then I go back. I had to go back to the butcher counter because um, I forgot chicken. Because, you know, expensive chicken does taste better. And all the butcher guys that are back there like, do you think that was her? You think that was her? So it was Tara Reed. And then, so there's four of us now standing around discussing the fact that that was Tara Reed and her obnoxious mother. But none of us can remember why we know who Tara Reed is. Never a good sign. But I realized that clearly Tara Reed and uh, Beck, neither uh, Tara Reed nor Beck, were invited to the big wedding. Now, uh, you, you know, the prince uh, got married, the prince of England, the prince um, William. Prince William got married to Katie Middleton, 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 Katie Middleton, something like that. I don't know. Now, you know, there's been a lot of, this kind of came up on me quickly. I mean, I knew they'd kind of been together for a long time, but I don't really care, right, about the royal family. And then all of a sudden, like, married? Oh, the marriage is now? Oh, okay. I thought we were going to. Kind of draw this out of the marriages today. Oh, okay. Never have I seen so many people get excited about breeding show dogs. At least not this right since 1981. Guys, really? In the U.S., we're getting this excited? We're this hungry? But yeah, of course we are. Listen, we're putting the Kardashians on magazine covers. Yes, we're going to be right at when actual royalty is going to screw. We, we've got to right, have a parade. Now, I will say this. I, I, I was not 
interested at all. But then, you know, curiosity does kind of get the better of you. And I watched a couple of minutes of it the, the morning after. And then we had the TV on in the morning and everybody was waiting for them to go back to Buck. I, I wasn't even sure because, you know, they've got everything cleared out now. So everything kind of looks weird. It's all clean and empty and everything, you know, you don't really recognize where you are. So I don't think it was, but I don't know where they were going. They were headed for some roundabout with a fountain maybe or something. And they're waiting and waiting and the poor news people are just, da, 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 you know, they have to talk the whole time because there's really nothing to say. But then the prince and his bride, you know, now the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, they arrive and they arrive, they're driving a convertible, uh, what, Aston Martin Volante or something? So they're driving this car and the prince is driving, even though at first blush to Americans it looks like the princess is driving or the duchess, whatever, you know, but she's not driving because they drive right there over there. So he's driving and he's got a big smile on his face and he's got that cool kind of like I'm in the band, the marching band, adamant jacket on with his no hair. And she's a brunette, so I, you know, I think she's looking good. And the car's cool, and the right, and everybody's cheering. And I look, and on on the front of the plate, it's the, he's got an L plate. He's got an L plate on the front of the car. Now, an L plate for for Americans, and in England, when you're let's say when you have the equivalent of your learner's permit, there's this plate, this red L letter sign you put on your car, L. For Lerner, L. He's driving around the, the, Duke, the Duke of Cambridge, the newly wed Prince of England, is driving around with an L plate on his kajillion dollar Aston. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I am such a fan now of the monarchy because you know what? I have the sneaky suspicion that William it might actually be just a cool guy. If he will drive around, seriously, with that L-plate on the car on the big day when the entire world is watching because he finally right, he met the hottest chick in England. I, You know what? There, I, I suddenly have some renewed faith in the monarchy of England. I really, I'm not joking. Because let's face it, who really cares about Charles? Charles has been an absolute bore since I can remember absolute bore and diana we all loved her but she was a little you know precious i think william might just be listen let's just get this over with and then let's just go back to scotland and hang out with your family i i really think that might be what's going on but i gotta tell you seeing all those people all the royal family they're waiting during you know during the because i then i saw part of the ceremony a couple days later you know, they needed to, like, because everybody's made this big deal about uh, Katie Middle, Middleton dun, dun, being a commoner. You know, America, do you know what that means? It means she's not royal. She's not of royal blood. She's a commoner. Look around at that congregation. They needed to stop the inbreeding. They needed to bring in some strange genetics into that pool. Oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, listen, you got some Windsor Fuglies hanging. You got, seriously. And everyone, attention, you're on camera, okay? Look like you're at least paying attention. Seriously, chin down, eyes forward, like, look like you're, I mean, really just like, oh, bloody hell, can we be done with I mean, it's just really like ladies, especially, seriously. And listen, England. Maybe it's a cultural um, thing. What's the story with the hats? With the with the fashion hats? Do we do that? And I just don't realize we maybe in America we do we do that kind of fashion hat. The fashion hat's not working for me. The fashion hat looks like uh, a glass blowing from a small midwestern city in the U.S. It doesn't look like high British fashion to me. It looks just bad. You know what it looks like, honestly? Like you have been the subject of a practical joke. You've been punked. Ashton Kutcher and Jamie Kennedy are laughing at you from an unmarked van somewhere.
I mean, I could kind of swing with some of them, but then, like, with seriously, with the topiaries and the dried fruit, right, and things. And one, the Fergie's daughters, babies. Listen, I know you're trying to distract from your faces, but honey, please. It looks like I, I don't know what, like a modernized right art version of the head of a goat is sliding down your forehead. This is not good. Why are you trying to compete with the Duchess? The Duchess has the hottest dress on since Princess Grace of Monaco. You can't compete. You can't compete on the beauty thing. Why are you trying to compete on like the fugly scale? Get the hat off, man. Just relax. And and seriously, folks, you knew you were going to sing those hymns, right? I mean, even Sir Elton didn't know the words to have those songs. You, you got to pass the lyric sheet around a couple days in advance. This is a production. The camera work, spectacular. The lighting, dead on. But seriously, the performances were just bad. It was a bad dress rehearsal. Seriously, that wasn't, that was not opening night. I'm sorry. So what else are we going to talk about? Um... I think uh, what's this? What's this? Mark Zuckerberg needs to do something about the new uh, Facebook spam that I'm seeing because I'm seeing what I'm seeing is enticing, uh, looking wall postings that are spam. Oh, listen, I, I'm I'm not too proud to say I fell for one the other day. That's that 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 looked it, it gave the appearance that my cousin River, you know, cousin Ronnie. That my cousin River had posted on his thing. This is so funny. You got to see it. And it was a link to a video like webcam girl caught by her dad. And it had an icon of like a Catholic schoolgirl skirt and maybe a little thigh. And, you know, just because I love my cousin and I wanted to see what he thought was so funny. I clicked on it and it's I don't know what happened. I think it was one of those where I clicked on it and was really glad I have a Mac because I would have been infested by something. But then today I got something from someone who I think is a friend of mine, but it was posted to my walls like, Dan, this is so funny. It look to see what you'll look like in 50 years. Like, baby, I know what I'll look like. Ashes and dust. Again, again with the Facebook, I don't want you posting on my wall. Wacky stuff. Post it on your wall. Don't post it on my wall. But I don't think she even did it. I think it was the the spammers. Because I get blog spam all day long. I've told you before. I like the stuff that really gets through the filters is the complimentary stuff. Great. That's so fun. Like it somehow figures out it's a podcast blog. Great podcast. As always. And then you look at the link and it's like cheap hotel rooms in Czechoslovakia.nrg PDQ. What is even the point of that? Somebody's going to be surfing my website that no one goes to and they're going to read a comment that says, nice podcast as usual. And then they're going to like go, well, I wonder what website, I wonder what website is, is associated with uh, this, you know, with Dick Candelabra. You know, I mean, it's like, well, Oh, cheap, really? Oh, cheap hotel rooms in Scandinavia. Oh, well, let's give them our credit card number right away. I don't know. So how long have I been stalling? Wow, half hour of nothingness. Okay, so we'll see how this ends. We don't know how it ends. We only know at this point how it begins. Now, I told you that the heater died our old floor fire heater died we have an old house 1948 as a floor furnace right which is essentially a big fire under the house and that would heat the house and the fire is strategically placed between the living room and the hallway so the fire can heat half the half heat the living room half okay And we realize, you know, since it's no longer 1948, it's in fact 2011, we might want to put a normal forced hair, forced hair. <laughs> That's what I need. I need to force the hair growing out of my ears back and out the top of my skull. 
forced air system. So I got a couple quotes. I'd have these guys come out from heating companies. Give me a quote. You know, they'd look around. They'd basically come in. They go, okay, well, let me look around. They'd look around. They'd measure the house. They'd do a calculation. And then a couple of days later, that day or whatever, they'd give me a quote. And then my brother-in-law came to visit us for Easter or for before Easter. And he said, hey, guys, you know what? Um, when I remodeled my kitchen, I went to... Well, I might as well just say it because it doesn't matter. I, 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 have, have you ever used Sears Home Improvement? And we said, no, of course not. Because I haven't really given a crap, really honestly, about Sears since I stopped going through the wish book every Christmas as a kid in the 80s. Okay, so no, we hadn't done that. So well, when I redid the kitchen, blah, blah, and Sears, and you should consider it if you need this heating thing because... And we're like, okay. So Melissa calls Sears Home Improvement and says, Hi, this is Melissa. I want to uh, get a quote on some heating, forced air. They say, is this a referral? She says, uh, in fact, it is. They say, great. How's Saturday? And she says, great. And, she's, and they say, how's three? And she says, great. And, oh, and there we go. Now, usually when the guys would come from the heating company, one guy would come. And he would be here for about, well, one guy was here a little longer. One guy was maybe here for a half an hour. 40 minutes because he sat at his computer painstakingly giving me the quote right there. Now he could have gone away and just emailed it to me, but he sat there and ah, through the computer. Okay. No big deal. Well, these guys, these guys, and when I say guys, two guys, they come to the door and I'm not in the mood. And this is my wife's first, you know, heating show, Right. So they come to the door and they're like, oh, hi, how are you? Lame joke. And my wife's like, oh, fine, reciprocation of the joke. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, next reciprocation of the joke. And I'm like, ha, 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 can you guys come in the house? Can you guys stop dialoguing like this is some kind of sitcom and get these guys in here with their tape measures and get them out? Let's go. What's the number? Because that's really all I care about is the number. Yes, I get it. You're Sears and they're that. We got recommendations and referrals for the other people. So these guys come in. You know, older white guy and younger Hispanic guy. And cologne. And starched shirts. And briefcases. And they start to give their presentation. Now, both the other people came in first and then measured the house. And looked around and talked to me about ventilation, about returns, how many heating ducts, where the ducts would go, how the thing, right? These guys, they want to sit down right away and start wearing you out. They give a pre-written monologue about the virtues of Sears, like I've never heard, I've heard of Sears, all right? Well, Sears has been in business since 1776, and we did, huh? and we have, huh? and our customer service, and we have to have an approval rating. And I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. and my wife's like, yeah, uh-huh. We've heard of Sears. We know. We get it. You guys have a right. We get it. We get it. Can we move on to the part about making the air in here warm when it's cold outdoors? So he finally gets to the end of this, and he says, he being the main guy the older guy. Well, now having said all that, do you feel like you're, you would have confidence in having Sears handle your home improvement needs? I'm like, I'm going to kill myself right now. I swear to God. I swear to God. Oh, holy God. Buddha, Krishna, Allah, Stephen, Hawking and Ashton Kutcher, if this guy is going to talk like this for the rest of the time he's here, I'm going to do myself in. Do you think after all that you'd be willing to have... Yeah, jackass, that's why you're here. 
I vetted your asses before you showed up. Are you kidding? And my wife is half kind of like I am and half like, well, this is her first show, so she's going to hear him out because she wants to, you know. Well, then he starts giving us the presentation about the heaters. And it's all the same information that I've heard. Uh, okay, it's new to Melissa, so I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, you've got the bottom of the line, and it has it does it just is on and off. And then you got the middle one, and it's on, and then half on, and then off. And then you got the top of the line, which has a variable speed motor, and it has thirteen stages of heating, and it can have this, and you can have that. No, no, no. Now let me ask you: Having said that, what is this a deposition? Having said that, which of these three do you feel the most interested in at this point in time? So we say, well, the middle one, and because we're middle one people. I don't know if you're, and you should know this about yourself, and I'm sure you you must, right? Are you a, are you a cheapest one person? Are you the most expensive one person? Or are you the middle one person? I am a the middle one person, okay? I don't want the cheapest one or the the off-brand but I don't need the Maserati. I just, right, I need, right, I want the one that works, that I can have confidence in, that I'm not going to mess around, I'm not going to mess around. We go through every aspect of home heating and air conditioning in this way, with a long, overly wordy presentation. And I say presentation in quotes, because it's not like he was standing there with an easel or something. He was sitting at our dining room table, blah, 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 blah. And then we had to discuss filtration. And then we had to discuss air conditioning. Even though we don't want air conditioning, we kind of had to discuss it because we do want it to be ready for air conditioning because when we sell the house, we want to be able to say, it's air conditioning ready. So we had to talk about that, which is fine, which is fine. But listen, we're two fairly intelligent and educated people. We can move this along. You can skip to the bullet points. You don't have to tell me every pre-written joke that you guys down at the factory have come up with for the ha, 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 funny air conditioning, right? Just let's do this. Three. Hours. Three. Hours. They were at our house. For three hours. Now finally they showed us numbers. Finally. Finally we we got around to like, listen. We want a fairly energy, right, with thing and the thing, and it, we want it to work, and we want it to be good, and we want you to, do, right, and then uh, how much? Please. And that's got to be a song and dance, too. Like, I'm not buying our car, man. This is heat. Can we just, can you just tell me numbers? Well, let's see. It would be this, but, you know, uh, this week we're running a special on this, and uh, blah, 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 this, and then da, 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 this. And if you sign today, you get an extra 10% off. See, we found, and he didn't talk this slow, but he sure didn't talk quickly. We found that, you know, it costs a lot of money to come back out and do the paperwork if we let people think about it. So what we try to do is give you an incentive to not really think about it and waste our time with all your thinking and not signing and we're going to offer you 10% off, which even on a tiny little heating system like ours is a significant sum of money. It's 10% off. 10% off is the difference between, well, Sears is a little more expensive than the other guys, but it is Sears, maybe we should go with it, to... Oh, that's cheaper. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. So we decide. Now they, they say, well, it take some time. Then we'll go inside. We'll talk about it. You guys talk about it. Talk about it. Let us know when you want us to come back. So we talk about it. We decide, yeah, we're going to do it. 
We're gonna go. We're gonna go with the Sears because of the Sears Wish Book, and because we grew up in an age when that's where you went for everything, and because we're a little nervous about ripping the ceilings open and putting a fire in the attic. There's some comfort, I think, for us in having quote-unquote Sears do it. So they come back in, and we're filling out the paperwork, and they're giving us the rest of the spiel, and oh, and oh, and oh, if you have any questions, here's my cell phone number, and here's my email, and I And then here's, here's the form for the referral program. If, when you're done with the work, when you're, ha- you know, you're happy with the work, and, you know, word of mouth is wonderful for us. So if you could pass this along, you might qualify for, um, you know, $300 uh, rebate, blah, 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 whatever. My wife goes, oh, yeah. That reminds me. My brother referred us to you. See, we would never have thought of you if it weren't for my brother. So doesn't he get like 300 bucks or 200 bucks or something? And they say, oh, uh, I don't know. Hmm, I don't think, uh, I don't, uh, 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 backpedal moonwalk. And my uh, wife says, well, why are you saying backpedal moonwalk when um, you just told me that if we refer someone that we get money why wouldn't he get money? Well, you would need you would have needed to tell them up front. Tell who? Whoever you, you know, started the I did, she says. Well, then they would have got the job number. They didn't. She said, "Not my job." She said, "Not my job to make sure they do their job." But my brother, let me re- repeat, she said, my brother referred us to you, a company we would never have considered for the job. I agree. Word of mouth, very important. Where's his money? Oh, well, mm, uh, we'll try. We'll see. We'll maybe. No, 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 no. Try means try. Do means do. No try, Daniel son. Do. No try, Danielson. Do. Oh, well, we'll see what we can do. And here's my email. We'll see and we'll see and we'll see and we'll see. So then even the next day, we're like, we got to get in trouble, right? We've got to get a hold of these jackasses and make sure that they, because now we start reading through the paperwork. We're like, well, wait a minute. Because we were from a referral, I think we're we're eligible for three bills. And Bobby, uh, the brother, is eligible for two bills. We won our five bills. And everybody's maybeing us and trying us. So we get hold of the guys and we emailed Bobby's job number. You know, because you're going to have to have the job number. You're going to like... So then Melissa starts, uh, gets the guy on the phone. Oh, no. Well, yesterday she she texted one of the guys back and forth. And then she said, you know what, Dan, could you, I'm headed out. So she says, could you email them the job number? I just want to make sure that they have it in an email and we have it in an email that we sent it and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, what? fine. So I sent it to him. Like, I, you know, here's the thing. I'll call you tomorrow. DK, phone number. And he writes me back. Yes, I, Mrs. Class gave me the number. Like, okay. So Monday, today, Monday morning, you know, I'm kind of inning and outing of the house. I had to get groceries, so I'm putting them away. And I hear Melissa on the phone. And she had to go around with the guy again and again today. And he's acting, he like, is getting snarky with her. Now, let's not forget one of their big selling points. And I don't remember exactly what these things are called. Um, oh shoot, what is it? It's a basically a no regrets clause. Okay. Apparently they're allowed to come in to your house and kind of press, you know, kind of give you this incentive 
The 10%, basically they jack the price up 10% and then they give you 10% off, right? To put a little decision-making pressure on you. And we did succumb to that pressure. And, And we don't have any regrets. But because they do that, they have to have you sign something that says that there is a no regrets clause and that you can cancel the contract in three days. And this guy's already getting snarky with my wife and we, right? So he, he's saying, well, uh, and I don't know, and, uh, and we'll see, and I'll try, and I'll talk to Sears. It's like, don't talk to Sears. You're Sears. Tell me that this is happening. She's like, tell you what, tell you what, he says. I'll give you the $300 out of my own pocket. No, no. I don't want $300 out of your pocket. I want the $300 that Sears said they would give me if I was from a referral. Now, maybe you're in this business. Are you in sales? Do you know? I mean, is this $300 something that he could have pocketed if we had not read the fine print, right? They're telling us to use a referral program, but that they They want us to use by, they want us to refer people. They just don't want us to collect because we were a referral. And they don't want Bobby, who was a referrer, he didn't really want him to collect either. But they sure want us to spread the word about Sears. Once again, we start one of these projects. And we're nervous and we're putting out a lot of money. And people are going to come in with saws and hammers and drills into our house, our old house, and start drilling and hammering and cutting. And there's already this feeling of bad blood brewing. But why should we feel like we are stirring the pot? That we're turning the blood bad just because we heard what you just said and we'd like it. You just said we could have some money off and we would like it. You just said part of the deal is if we tell other people about your service, that there would be some kind of rebate. Well, someone told us, so can't, right? It can't work only one direction. It has to work. It has to flow, right? I have no problems about pulling the plug on this contract, and neither does my wife. I don't need the sales guy being snarky to Melissa. And not that I need to protect her. Trust me, she'll tear him apart. I actually feel bad for him because he's messing with fire. But man, no one would have said anything snarky before the pen hit the paper. But now they've got a signature and they think they're going to make their money and they're trying to move on and we're dragging them back, trying to hold them to what they promised. And I know that's the way things are done, but they shouldn't be done that way. Right is right, and honest is honest. If you say that you're going to do something, then go ahead and do it. If you say that you owe me something, then give it to me. If you say that you owe me something, and then I say, oh, okay, well, can I have it? Don't say no. So now we're already pissed. We're pissed at people we haven't even met yet. We're pissed at innocent bystanders that are going to come in here and try to do the work. The guys that were supposed to be the shepherds of this thing have already upset us with this monkeying around in this drama of like, I'll give you $300 out of my pocket. Don't, 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 don't go there. Really? You walked into my house and told me how many billions of dollars Sears made last year and you got to take the three bills out of your pocket? Wow, wow, wow. I don't think so. 
That's how we mess with people now, man. Everything's a big corporation when you want it to look big and secure and all and all, but then everything's out of my pocket went right. Bullcrap, man. Don't don't play. We'll keep you posted. But it's summertime here. It's hotter than hell outside. I need this heater fixed. Hmm. By October. So we have time. And like I say, we have no qualms about canceling the contract. I would cancel the contract, and then I would even be willing to cancel the contract, call Sears back and go give me two other guys... Tell them they cannot stay longer than 20 minutes and they better give us the old price. Because don't get snarky with me, man. Just, and just don't. And not my wife. That's my job. All right, thanks for listening to The Bitterest Pill. Uh, thank you for supporting the show, my premium subscriber. I do appreciate it. Uh, if you ever want to give me a call, it's 888-315-5753. I think I have my back to it now. Hold on. Yeah, 5753. And uh, starting later this month, uh, the first year of The Bitterest Pill, well, the, basically what I'm going to start doing is releasing the original early, first out of the gate, uh, Bitterest Pill premium episodes. Uh, into the wild, into the free stream. So Pillbox, essentially, right, will now be dished out for free uh, on a weekly basis. If you want to get that, maybe you weren't listening then and you're only listening now, maybe you never, right? Just go to iTunes. It'll be in the normal The Bitter Spill iTunes feed. Just subscribe and you'll start getting them. If you like them and can't wait for a year for the all of them to come out, then... Uh, you know, go to thebitterspill.com. You can still buy Pillbox number one. Plus, Pillbox two, T-O-O, uh, will be released uh, about the same time. I think I've got all the tracks set. I just got to do a little testing. Make sure everything's hunky-dory. Do a little artwork and pull the trigger. Uh, Pillbox two, like I say, I think, it's, I think it's 38 or 39 episodes. Not sure the price of that right now. It'll be very inexpensive considering it'll be... You know, basically 30 hours of me babbling on and on. Right? I'd say, give or take 30, right? 30, 35 hours. <laughs> oh my God, are you insane? <laughs> I should have to pay you to listen to it. Quite frankly. Um, yeah, so that's that. So bitter spill, uh, so box, uh, pillbox one for free, slowly dripping out to you. And of course, still available at the site. Pillbox two. Available soon, definitely this month. Uh, 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 I'm saying probably 35 hours worth of whining and complaining here in my garage under the flypath at Los Angeles International Airport. All right, thanks for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye. The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.